So how's your wedge game this summer? Are you spinning your less than full wedges, getting them to stop quickly on the green? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf, the podcast, coming at you again from the uh, studio with the new mic, which I hope sounds a lot better than the old mic, and um, with another cool little show I believe one of the coolest things about working, obviously being summer and playing golf again, but also working with my kids is I love that they ask questions about aspects of golf that I haven't thought about in a long time. And so when we were out playing the other day, I had about, uh, I don't know, 60, 65 yards into a hole. And I just pulled out my 56 degree and hit this low kind of a shot that took a couple bounces and then stopped, you know, up next to the hole. And my kids were freaking out at this little shot. And uh, I call it the spinner. Um, but um, actually, when I, 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 call it this, I call it the spinner. But when I was out playing, I was playing golf with Fred Shoemaker one day. And we were out. It was a playing lesson. And we were out at Carmel Valley Ranch on the second hole. And if you've played this one, it's a, it's a short little par, par four that kind of has a tiny little dog leg. It's got a little lake over on the right-hand side. Um, you can drive into a lot of trouble. There's kind of some OB on the left. Anyway, I just hit kind of a little three-wood down there and had like, you know, same thing, 60 yards in and hit this little shot. Took a couple, took a couple bounces and stopped. And Fred called it the skitter, which I'd never heard it called that before. So anyway, whether you call it a spinner or a skitter, um, it's just the kind of shot that you like to have in your bag when you've got a less than full driver and you want to spin the ball to control how to control its distance and make it stop somewhere near the hole. Um, obviously, usually we want it below the hole, but it gives you the opportunity to hit these really precise, cool shots and have a really good idea of what it's going to do. So I wanted to get into that a little bit today on how you set up for a shot like that. Um, there's a great misconception, and I think my kids kind of helped me understand this, that they really, they really thought that the way you put spin on the ball is come down with a really steep attack angle and just really hit down hard on it, had a great big divot, and that's how you spin the ball. And, you know, when you think about it, that does make some sense. I remember thinking that as well as a kid, that um, in order to hit and hit – you know, in order to hit these golf shots that actually that actually stayed on the green, you know, spun and stayed on the green, that I had to be super, super aggressive going down after it. And it turns out, oddly enough, that that's not how you hit a shot that spins, especially one and where you're hitting less than full. Um, it actually becomes, and it's it's really cool because I I stumbled across the shot when I was uh, probably about ten years ago. But I didn't know exactly what I was doing. I just knew what it felt like. But I didn't know what the shot was actually doing until we got track man and slow motion. And we were able to figure out exactly how the club was interacting with the turf and with the golf ball and all of that. I didn't know what was going on, but it's cool to know what it is now. So I'll just kind of set it up a little bit uh, with this shot. First and foremost, um, you don't have a huge amount of... Um, 
attack angle on this shot. You're not trying to take a huge divot. You're not trying to hit deeply down on it. It really feels more like you're swinging almost parallel to the ground. Um, you aren't. You obviously have to have some spin angle coming, some attack angle coming into the ball. But you, it's almost like a hold off shot after you hit the ball. You come in and you level off your club going and, and your hands are moving up as your club is moving sort of parallel to the ground after the low spot. And it's that sort of angle and then holding off flat parallel to the ground that creates this really nice friction on the ball to make it spin like crazy and, and make it kind of stop. And again, my, I know with my 56 degree from 65, 75 to about 55 yards, it's going to be two hops and it's going to stop. Um, if I get less than that, it's going to probably be three hops and stop. And if I get more than that, I can do kind of a one hop and stop, right? And that's just sort of based on the velocity of how hard I'm swinging coming into those different yardages. But it's a very predictable, cool shot to hit. Um, some of the things that you have to look out for, you have to have a wedge that has good grooves. I, I've never been able to spin. I've had somebody hand me their club and tried to spin when the grooves are just full of garbage, dirt, and whatever. So you do have to keep your clubs clean. You do have to make sure you have good grooves. It's just part of it. You need to have that friction on the ball. And without grooves, good grooves, that doesn't matter. And, and, and if you have super, and, and then the ball matters, you've got to be playing a, a player's ball. It's kind of hard to spin a pinnacle, uh, even with really, well, with maybe square face grooves on a ping wedge, you might be able to spin that pinnacle and, and you know, shave off half the ball by doing so. But, um, but you need to have a, a good player's ball. You need to have a good wedge that's clean and with good grooves. And then you need to have really, you need to have good technique. Um, I don't do anything really too, too fancy with this shot. I don't have a really open uh, stance at all. I'm usually pretty, it's just slightly open, a little square. Um, I don't do anything fancy with the club. I usually kind of take it straight back, but when, and, and then set the wrist a little bit. When you, but when you come into the ball and you're, and you're spinning around, I, I keep most of my weight probably 75, maybe even 80% of my weight stays on my left side. And I'm really just rotating around my front leg. Um, the Really, the back leg there for me in this particular shot, again, defend, if I'm more than 75 yards out, I'm going to have to shift my weight a little bit more. But really, 60, I mean, 75 yards and in, it's really not a full shot. I've I'm, I'm got probably 80% of my weight on my front foot. I'm taking it back and sort of a very soft soft hands and setting the club a little bit and then starting to come down with the hips rotating and as you come into the ball it's almost a I don't allow the hands to flip it's it's a hold off kind of a shot where you come into the back of the ball and you hold the wedge as you're spinning around your hands will start to come up and I've been able to see this on video I couldn't actually ever feel it when I started doing it until TrackMan and slow motion video came out I never really saw this but your hands actually sort of start coming up to allow the club to travel more parallel to the ground you pick the ball up very little divot if any at all some of the best spinning shots have absolutely I, I've picked them completely clean off the turf maybe brushed it a little bit which is, I know, counterintuitive to a, a lot of the way we were taught growing up, especially us that are, you know, over 40 years old and didn't have all this cool technology. No, really, no divot. 
at all. We always kind of thought that you had to take a, you know, down on the ball, take a divot in order to spin it. You can spin a ball much more by not taking a divot and coming in with a little attack angle, less than 10 degrees, and then sort of holding that club parallel to the ground for quite a long period of time. That's what makes the shot so cool is I play it in the middle of my stance, but you can play it in a variety of different places in your stance. And because you come down and hold off that flip, it stays parallel to the ground for a very long time. So it's a very consistent shot. It's, a, it's really quite an easy shot. Uh, once you get good at it, you won't hit it fat. You won't hit it thin because you, you, you're keeping the club parallel for probably, geez, a foot. You know, so you're, if you're anywhere in that area, you can hit, pick it clean, hit a really nice little shot. Um, and because you're not trying to take a lot of turf, it throws out the, you know, thin, fat, whatever. Pick it clean, a lot of friction, and a couple hops and stop. Uh, other things that will affect it, if you're playing in the morning, water. Water makes it so you're not going to get as much friction on the ball. So you're probably going to see the ball bounce a few more times. It will still have spin. It just won't have as much um, so now you have to play for three or four, three or four bounces, just depending on how your shot is and depending on how much water is on the ball. You have to be able to get the ball, you have to be able to get the club to the back of the ball cleanly. So if you're, you're, if you're in the rough or in grass that hasn't been mowed very well and any sort of grass gets between the club and the ball, that will affect it greatly. So it really has to be a clean lie. That has to be, if it's dry conditions, that's the best. And you really don't allow those wrists to flip. And you kind of turn through that front leg and hold off the club. Once the ball's gone, you can let it go and have a nice little finish. But it feels like the hand is, um, your lead wrist is sort of bowed as you come in. It's bowed and it kind of maintains bowed until the ball's gone and the club's probably out in front of you. And then you just kind of go to a nice little finish. Takes a couple hops and stops. Impresses the kids. They love it. They think their dad's pretty cool when he hits the little spinner shot or the skitter, as it may be. Um, so hopefully that's helpful to some. I, I know that um, the wedge game can be a little difficult when we start talking about less than, less than full wedges. But this is the type of shot that if you go out to a range um, and you start, this is the best way to practice this less than full range shot for me really for anybody. In fact, I, I didn't get the, I got this actually from Billy Casper watching him practice when I was a little kid is he would have, he would lay out towels out in the range and hit to these towels and practice his yardages that way. And it's really a cool opportunity when you're out on the range because there's so many balls out there and there's so many different things going on. Pick a ball out on the range that's less than full and try to land your shot on that ball. And then you can know that it's going to bounce twice and stop if you're hitting this little skitter shot. And that's how you practice where you start landing the ball. And then just spend, just pick another ball and hit at it. Pick another ball and hit at it. Always change your target and move around and start hitting these less than full wedges. Because you can calculate the two bounces and spin, you can start becoming super accurate with just being associated with a target and how hard you have to hit a ball to the place it lands. Ignoring the pin completely, other than to say, okay, two shots back, two bounces back from the pin is here, I'm gonna land it on there. I guess that's a whole nother thing. It's important that this shot lands on the green. If it lands anywhere off the green, it's going to uh, affect it a little bit unless it's completely flat. 
Um, but yeah, you want to make sure that this shot lands on the green. That's the way it's most consistent. Um, so club in the middle of your stance, not a lot of forward uh, shaft lean. Take the club back, relax with most of your weight on your front foot. Let the club kind of relax and set in the back. Then pull around your front side, posting up on that leg, right, where your weight has maintained, uh, whatever it is, 65, 70, 80% of your weight there. Post up and go around that leg. Hold off the, uh, hold off the release with sort of a bowed wrist feel. Picture the club traveling parallel to the, the turf and picking the ball somewhere along that parallel line. I like it in the middle of my stance. Some people like it in the front. Some people like it in the back because it is parallel to the ground for so long. You get away with that. Come up to a finish, then let, relax and let it go. Two hops and stop from about 55 to 75 yards and definitely go out to the range and practice um, hitting two targets and having those balls land on those targets and then picturing the hole from there. Hopefully that's helpful to those that are, are, are wondering about how to hit a little spinner, skitter shot, depending on who you are. And hopefully that makes you a much accurate uh, ball striker from 75 yards and in with a little spinner shot. This is Aaron Stewart. Thanks for joining me today. If you have any questions or comments or anything at all that we can talk about, I'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram. You can also catch us on Facebook. I've been going live on Facebook almost every day now with different uh, aspects to the golf swing and golf game and everything else, completely different content on the Facebook Lives. Or you can check out our YouTube channel, both the podcasts and the lives go to the YouTube channel. Um, or you can email me, dataaccessgolf at gmail.com. Be happy to receive your questions and talk about more of this in the future. Until then, please remember, better data means better golf. Thanks for geeking out on golf with me today. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.